it's time to discuss the New England Patriots, who are an uncommon opponent, uh, more so now with Bill Belichick in back-to-back years with a different starting quarterback, which we're not used to seeing in New England. And I believe it's the first year since for the Patriots, let's I believe, that a rookie quarterback is starting. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. So they're uncommon opponent, even more so uncommon. And I decided to bring in a Patriots beat writer, a Patriots beat reporter, I'm sorry, and host of Patriots beat, Evan Lazar. How's it going, Evan? Welcome to the show. He's in the building! It's going well. Thanks for having me on. Hey, man, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you coming in here because, again, like I said at the top of this, I am kind of baffled at the New England Patriots right now. They're super uncommon for me. So I wanted to reach out to someone that is more familiar with the team. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. Thank you, man. Thank you. So, Evan, how I have to start off right at the top with uh, Mac Jones. I would like to know how has Mac Jones looked to you so far uh, in his rookie campaign? Yeah, you know, Mac has looked great. Uh, there's been moments where he certainly looked like a rookie and maybe thrown the ball uh, in the vicinity of the other team too often, you know, uh, near interceptions, drop picks, things like that, like any rookie would have. But I think what you look at with Mac is that his style of play and the style of play that the Patriots want to play as an offense line up so well and are already syncing up and becoming one. So I think that that's the good news if you're a Patriots fan and and what makes you excited about Mac Jones as your quarterback is that he is running the Patriots offense the way that we are used to seeing the Mm. Patriots offense run by Tom Brady uh, certainly but also you know other guys that have sprinkled in there over the years guys like Jimmy G and stuff like that a quick strike being able to get the football out hit the top of the drop read the defense get the ball out in a hurry 2.3, 2.4 type of seconds uh, in terms of average time of throw and being very, very accurate with the football from the first and the second level of the defense. So short intermediate stuff, really, really good. Much better under center last week against the Texans off play action, Mm -hmm. spread concepts, just getting the ball out quickly and letting the playmakers make first downs for you. And that's been the Patriots offense for a long, long time. You know, there are a few years here and there, They had Randy Moss, for example, or Brandon Cooks, where they aired it out a little bit more. But throughout Brady's career, it has been an efficient offense, not necessarily one that goes forward all in one play, but an offense that can string together longer drives and drive the football down the field. That's You kind of answered my second question here. Is there a major difference right now with Josh McDaniels uh, handing over the keys to Mac Jones? Because it seemed like they tried to do this last year with Cam, but 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 this is that wasn't Cam Newton's bag, right? Um, but I guess you answered that. This is pretty much the same offense that they ran with Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Same, same exact offense that they ran with Brady. Same concepts, same general idea and, and route combinations there really isn't a whole lot of differences between what they're running with Brady and what they're now running with Mac. And that's Josh McDaniels. Last year, like you said, we saw it with Cam Newton. Uh, Josh McDaniels is one of those offensive coordinators that's going to run his stuff, is going to run his team. And it's on the personnel people and it's on the players themselves to adjust and adapt and fit into that system. So 
in terms of why the Patriots drafted Mac Jones, the reason why they drafted Mac Jones is because Josh McDaniels probably went to Bill Belichick and said, I'm going to run my offense. Don't go and get me Justin Fields. Don't go and get me Trey Lance because those guys are great, talented players, but they're not going to fit the scheme that I'm going to run here in New England. So go get me a player like Mac Jones that can run a quick read, good decision-making, accuracy, precision type of passing game. Yeah, Patriots beat reporter for CLNS Media and host of Patriots beat podcast, Evan Lazar, joining us right now to give us a little bit of a rundown on the Pats offense and Mac Jones. Now, last week, Evan, there was about, what, four starters out on that offensive line? (laughs) How? That's kind of crazy to me. But how is that offensive line health looking right now? Yeah, we'll find out in a few hours when we're out at practice who's coming back this week um, and who's not, hopefully. It's a shaky situation all season long because the starters were underperforming before they even got injured. Trent Brown, their right tackle, who I'm sure is a name that a lot of people recognize, he has played one drive the entire season for the Patriots. He played the opening drive against the Miami Dolphins, strained his calf, and we haven't seen him since. So he's on injured reserve now. He's not going to play in this game. He has to sit out two more games. So he definitely won't play on Sunday against Dallas. So that injury, because all training camp long, all summer long, the Patriots practiced with the same five starters on the offensive line. And when Trent Brown went down with that injury so early in the year, it really threw the entire unit off the rails because they had been so used to drilling with that group, right? So once he went down, it really became an issue for the Patriots. And Mac Jones has gotten hit way too often. It's been a problem that they've had uh, for the first month of the year of Mac Jones being on pace to take more quarterback hits than any quarterback in NFL history since the league started tracking quarterback hits. So we're talking about an offensive line that's really struggled. This past week, the backups, granted against a Texans front that is not very talented, they went out there and performed their butts off and, and really protected Mac Jones extremely well. So that's a, it's an interesting situation because I think a lot of people that don't put the performance against Houston into context of, well, Miami and Tampa Bay and New Orleans, these teams have much better pass rushers than the Texans do. And that's a big reason why the Texans, the backup line looks better than the starting line. But there's no doubt about it from an eye test perspective that the, the four of the five backups that played on Sunday against Houston played better in that game than the than the starters did in the first four weeks of the year. So I think these starters, Isaiah Wynn and Mike Onwenu, they're the two guys on the COVID list. They should be back this week and cleared of NFL protocols, barring a setback. So I think those guys have to have a fire lit in under their butts a little bit because they just saw these backups go out there and, and perform pretty well and compete and play hard for four quarters and keep Mac Jones relatively clean. And they must be thinking, well, if we continue to put what we're putting out there, then these backups are going to come and take our job. That's the interesting, interesting thing about the Patriots that I noticed was that their pass rush win rate in regards to blocking it is actually not bad. I think they're about middle of the pack in the NFL for a backup offensive line. That's pretty good. But then you look at their run blocking win win rate and it is bad. And I wonder 
how difficult that is to see because usually under a Bill Belichick system, he wants to lean on the run game with a young quarterback. It feels like from what I see, Evan, is that this offense is all Mac Jones or bust at this moment. Absolutely, and that's something that Belichick has talked about pretty much after every single game this year because the Patriots have a talented group of running backs. Damien Harris is a good back. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, who they drafted out of Oklahoma, they really like. They think he's a good player. James White, obviously, is a good player before he got injured. So they thought that this running game and this running back room was going to be a strength of this team this year, and they were going to be able to lean on that and not force Mac Jones to throw the ball 35, 40 times a game like he is right now. But unfortunately, due to the offensive line issues, due to running back injuries and problems with ball security out of that group, they've struggled to really get that running game going. And it has made the offensive line look worse in a lot of ways in pass protection because when you're dropping back to pass 50 times a game, there are going to be mistakes, right? right? There are going to be times where the line is going to break down. And if you're passing that often in a game, then it shows itself a little bit more than, let's say, if you're only passing the ball 30 times in a game like they did against Houston. And that was one thing that McDaniel said, uh, Josh McDaniels said this yesterday to us, was against Houston, they were really trying a concerted effort to stay balanced offensively, run mm. past balance, that is, because they just feel like they're dropping Mac back way too often. Uh, it's, getting them, it's getting him hit. It's going to get him hurt. You know, it's going to get him in trouble in terms of turnovers and stuff like that as well. And so I think they're trying to avoid dropping back to pass as often as they have. Yeah, I saw there was a stat that I kind of was conflicted about. Mac Jones, I think, tied the record for most completions by a rookie in the first five games. On one hand, sounds great. On the other hand, it's like, well, I think you're putting the ball into his hands way too much for a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a great point, and it's certainly something that uh, the coaching staff is very aware of and, and doesn't like, right? That mm-hmm. They really want to run the football, and they would then want to incorporate play action off of those run games. Uh, action so they they don't want to be an offense that's dropping back to pass 40 times absolutely not now when they do pass i have to ask you man or maybe you can ask bill belichick (laughs) will they target (laughs) trayvon diggs because teams continue to go at him he's the fourth most targeted cornerback in the national football league and he has six ridiculous six interceptions in five games and i have to believe that you know bill is saying hey man if number seven's over there, let's just try elsewhere. But do you think they'll, they'll, they'll target him and maybe with a Jacoby Myers who's like the most targeted wide receiver for New England? When I look at this boy's defense, look, I did Dan Quinn's a guy that comes from the Seattle system, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he usually plays a lot of zone. They played a lot of man, though, this year, Dallas has, and maybe more than what I was expecting out of a Dan Quinn defense when I started to look into some of their metrics this morning. So I, my answer is I don't think that they will attack Diggs or the outside corners all that much because I look at these players in the middle of the defense for Dallas, and Micah Parsons is a player that I absolutely love in the draft process. I think he's going to be a great NFL football player. But for right now, he's a rookie, and in coverage, he's a little bit undisciplined, right? And yep. you can pull him out of, out of areas and move him and manipulate him with misdirection and motion and play action. And my guess is, is that the Patriots 
also just because this is what the Patriots are good at right now as a passing offense is throwing the ball between the numbers because with Mac Jones, all the good things I said about Mac, one of the concerns about him so far is arm strength, right, yeah. is being able to drive the football down the field. So throwing the ball outside the numbers against the Dallas defense, especially with Diggs out there, doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. So I would expect the Patriots to try to attack guys like Micah Parsons. I know Jalen Smith was a surprise release by the Cowboys, and now that linebacker group is a little bit uncertain outside of Parsons, obviously. So expect them to try to attack the middle of the field, go after the linebackers and the safeties of the Cowboys, and really try to hit Micah Parsons with a lot of misdirection with a lot of play action and try to test him mentally to mm-hmm. see if he can stay in the right spot. Yep. I, at the top of the show, I talked about, I think that's the best place to attack the Cowboys defense. And real quick, before I let you go here, I wanted to ask you about some of those weapons to do that. Uh, Hunter Henry, who who was a, a fantasy darling early on, and John o. Smith, who I thought, you know, uh, came in for a walker over in Tennessee pretty well. You guys got both of them. And right now, how do you like those two tight ends uh, sets and the matchup against Dallas in regards to the two tight ends? So, Johnny Smith has struggled. He hasn't okay. really fit in as, as quickly as they would like, but Hunter Henry has really started to come on these last couple of weeks and be a go-to guy for Mac Jones, especially in third down, critical down situations, red zone. He got a touchdown in the red zone last week and the week before against Tampa Bay. So a guy that he's looking to in third and got to have it in, in red area situations through the air is Hunter Henry, 100%. Now, Jacoby Myers is their most targeted receiver right now, but I would say that Henry is the straw that stirs the drink for Mac Jones when he absolutely has to have a conversion through the air. So looking at the weaknesses of the Cowboys' defense, And the fact that Mack and Henry are starting to develop a rapport together, I think that that's going to be where the Patriots are going to try to match up against Dallas. I also would expect a lot of Jacoby Myers over the middle, uh, inside the slot, and running those routes in the middle of the field that we know from the Patriots. But Johnny Smith, is. I hope that it works out here with Johnny. He's a talented player. He just seems like he is out there thinking too much and and not really playing fast the way that we knew he, he can. And Maybe his role in this offense and his fit in this offense hasn't been exactly perfect. You know, he's coming over from Tennessee in a very West Coast-heavy system there with Arthur Smith, a lot of play action, bootleg action, you know, rolling the pocket, rolling the quarterback out. The Patriots don't do a ton of that. So I think that there is a pretty big learning curve going on right now for Johnny Smith, and it's starting to affect his play speed and his ability to make impact plays. Awesome, man. Hey, Evan, I appreciate you coming on, giving me a few minutes of your time. If you can kindly let the people know where they can find your work in case Cowboy fans want to go and get a little cheat sheet and see where see what's going on over there in New England. Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at EasyLazar and read me on CLNSmedia.com. I do a Patriots game plan, I call it, every week on Fridays, just basically just my main uh, game preview for the game where I go over the schemes and some of the math and some of the analytics of how the matchup and where the Patriots are vulnerable and where the Cowboys are vulnerable. So if you want to get a, a nice primer from a Patriots perspective on the game, then that's out on Friday afternoon. Indeed. He absolutely does good work. I checked some of it out yesterday. That's why I reached out to you, Evan. So thank you, brother. Have a good day, man. You too. Thanks for having me on. No problem, man. That was Evan. Lazar of CLNS Media and Patriots Beat, ladies and gentlemen.